Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to season two of Who You Loving with me, Rachel Campbell and me, Corey Dillston. This week we're talking about Emily in Paris, New Year's resolutions and I reveal why I deleted my Twitter. Who you loving by Corey and Rachel for all of your throwbacks and recommendations. And it's finally happening, season two. Finally. It has been promised and now we have come through. <laughs> Keeping the people waiting. <laughs> Giving the people what they want. <laughs> um, so how are you? How are things? All good with me. Yeah, all good. All boring. What about you? I feel like this January is such a boring month, isn't it? For like, me, 100%. I just feel like nothing happens. In Jan- and then I feel bad because, so like as we're recording, um, I have my sister is turning 18, like tomorrow, um, which gives away, oh, well, gives away the date specifically to people who know Charlotte's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. um, so she's turning 18. And I also feel bad for people whose birthdays are in January because you're kind of like, oh. A bit of a like anti-climax isn't especially it? this side of the month like pre-payday January, oh wow luck. like sorry when is payday like it's been a million years I know. <laughs> actually so yeah it's just like it's a bit it's that kind of that time of year I also feel like this year I'm gonna like I'm riding it into February and then March I'll come back out of my shell but yeah. January and February I'm gonna be a hermit crab so um and I think many of my friends have got the memo on that one <laughs> We did, get, we did. Get an occasional text from people being like, um, are you still alive? Or like, Actually. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll re-emerge into society in March, I think. But yes, yeah, so should we get started? Because we have a lot to cover, I think, because we've, we've had a significant break. So I think we have, we have plenty to talk about. Do you want to kick off with watching? What what have you been watching, Corey? Of course, sure. I know, sorry, it's well, like it's been so long since we've done this. So you would think that I would have come prepared and all the time that I had to do this uh-huh. um, but then today I was like oh, I was like what have I been what I couldn't remember I swear I've seen like a tweet about this recently where it was like or no it was actually it was a TikTok and it was like gorgeous gorgeous girls will leave all of their work to the last minute gorgeous gorgeous girls will still get it done gorgeous gorgeous <laughs> girls will learn nothing <laughs> that is like me. it's who I am <laughs> like, um, like that was the I literally wrote my notes like 20 minutes before we logged on so but I knew what I knew what I was going to say it was just in my head I had to get it out on paper I know I feel like I've been watching a lot of movies and not a lot of series which isn't really like me okay but it's not like you no it's not um but I'm going to talk about a series but just because that's our nature uh-huh and I know you've watched this too, and I feel like everyone's watched this um, after the hype of the first season. Uh-huh. Emily in Paris. Um, Emily in Paris. <laughs> gorgeous. It, it rhymes. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I thought it was, I, do you know what, it's just, and I know we've said it, and we've said it, if we've said it once, we've said it a hundred times, candy floss for the years and eyes. Like, that's literally. And I'm here for it. I know it's rubbish. It's not nutritionally dense. I know that. <laughs> But it is good. Like, it's good in a, like... And then, like, as well, I kind of forgot we were watching it and we binged it. Like, we watched all of the episodes in one sitting. But I, I forgot how much anxiety that show gives me. Why? Like, it's like, you're constantly waiting for her to do something else stupid. And you're like, Emily, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> like, it just... You're just like, oh, no. Like, what? Or, like, I'll not give no spoilers. 
um, in case anybody hasn't finished. I feel like most people who were going to watch it did binge it within like a few days of it coming out. It's a very but, bingeable show, yeah. Right, definitely. Two days but it wasn't for the me. bit with the saucepan. I'll not oh, say what. Yeah. Right, that's an example of the like. It gives me anxiety. Like you're like you're watching it. And you're like, oh no, you this is not coming, gonna like, go. Well. I know. <laughs> I love it though. I'm obsessed. I love, like, I like just let it be what it is. Like I hated after season one reading like you know about like if we have any French listeners. Like yes, I'm well aware that it is not. <laughs> an accurate rep- like it's fiction it's not real life guys calm yeah. down like all those re- reviews about it being like offensive yeah and stereotypical yeah. to the french it's like have we forgotten like tv doesn't have to be real yeah yeah and also let people enjoy things i know this is like i feel like that should be like the mantra maybe i should put that on like a you know like a banner on our mm. artwork like let people enjoy things but like I don't know about you, but like I feel like if I don't enjoy a TV show, or if I don't enjoy a book or whatever, if I don't like something, especially something that's like hyped up and everyone's like, oh, you have to watch it, you have to watch it, and then you watch it, and you're like one or two episodes in, and unless someone specifically says to me, no, you have to stick at it, it gets better kind of thing, I'm going to stop watching it. I'm not going to sit there on Twitter oh. or whatever slagging it off. Like, just... Mm-hmm. Watch it, don't watch it. Nobody cares. But it's stop slagging it off. It's not for everyone. Nothing's yeah. for everyone. Like, just go watch something else then. You know, go watch a documentary or something. But, like, <laughs> let us watch it. Emily in Paris or Blue Planet. That does your choices. So, <laughs> like, you know, I know I, a, f- a few of my friends, well, one of my friends in particular is standing out in my head, I remember, did, like, was like, nah, don't really read it. Didn't read the ending compared to season one. The end of season, oh, the end of season two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I mean, that's one thing, but, like, I don't, I, like, I just love it. I love the characters, love the clothes. Fashion, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just, even though apparently people are like, it's not fashion, it's just her wearing a belt over every outfit. I mean, <laughs> and I, if you look, it kind of is. I wouldn't say she's like style icon for myself, but like, I still like to see her in her. It's just like, I think outfits. it's it's that like, I think her name's Patricia Fields. She does the yeah. costuming for Sex and City as well. Because um, obviously this show is the same producer, the same director, Mike, Michael Patrick King. Yeah. Michael. Michael something king and it's that it's like visually interesting to look at even if right we're not we're not doing and just like that I think we'll wait until the end of the season of and just like that to give a full review but and just like that in one of the more recent episodes she goes to what the New Yorkers would call a bodega in like a big like prom dress thing have you seen do you remember that episode mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I remember watching it and being like that's actually so impractical and chances are even if it was Carrie Bradshaw even if you saw someone so fashionable walking down the street in New York you'd still be like what where does she think she's going I know but it's that thing of like you just like to look at it it doesn't have to be like it doesn't have to be true to life it doesn't have to be practical just let a show be a show yeah I think I just think people who hate it just get up need to get off their high horse I did see this meme though I was actually looking for it there now to try uh and it's funny it's the guy from the office and it's like, oh, you've probably seen this. It's like, it's not really 100% relevant to Emily in Paris, but it's somehow how I feel when I get into my own head and start thinking about the things that I'm going to talk about on this podcast. But it's like uh-huh. when you enjoy something, but then no one else enjoys it. So you think that you're just enjoying it because you're really stupid. 
basically or like yeah, when, yeah. You, when you don't it's something like that but it's like that is sometimes how I feel about like other things like Emily in Paris I feel like there's enough crowds there's enough of a bandwagon there to know that yeah. like, we're fans let it be it's got renewed for another two seasons there must be something there but it just reminded me of that yeah sometimes I see that meme and I'll be like oh my god is that me actually no loved it loved it um love and it's coming back for yes yeah and coming back for season three and four which kind of gives away a little bit how the end might pan out kind of thing because like obviously at the end no spoilers but you're kind of like oh she might go back to america Mm -hmm. i don't know is that a spoiler no because that like I mean that could have potentially happened at any point Mm -hmm. but at the end like it could be quite viable for her to go back to America and then so you're kind of like oh will she go back in the next season are we going to get like Emily in Paris but actually not in Paris Emily in Chicago but yeah (laughs) Emily at home so (laughs) but yeah by well by the signs of things if there's a third and fourth season it's it's looking like it's going to be another um another two rounds of Parisian not authentic French (laughs) I'm here for it. But there are some bits where I'm like, oh, that reminds me of my year abroad. I know that was in Spain, but like maybe it's just like the good weather and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I enjoyed it. Also, on the topic of costume designer, also worked on Sex in the City. Did you read that uh-huh. article? And said Sons a nightmare. Ooh, are we allowed to put that in the podcast? No, you can take slander? it out. Um, you can take it out, but he they said that she's really hard to work with and she I, I'm paraphrasing now maybe this isn't maybe I don't even think I read the article I just read the headline but said that like she thinks that she knows how to dress herself or something or that she was she's hard to dress basically was right. the summary and I was like oh she's like I'm a big fan of Scandal. I hate that I hate when you um I will have by the way there will have been a gap there where we talked about a celebrity <laughs> <laughs> and we've edited it out but I hate that when you find out about a celebrity that you really like that they they're not what you expected them to be um I think oh my god like um I'm gonna say things and then I'm gonna beat them out out. (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) apparently not not a nice person um and um (laughs) apparently not a nice person I could see that in her you know oh (laughs) we we spoiled brat so moving on swiftly before somehow <laughs> our tiny podcast that has like a handful of listeners gets sued for slander it's what i was watching <laughs> not who you hate okay <laughs> there's plenty of celebrities you love so i've been watching the sex lives of college girls i actually told you about this a while ago when we we met up in Derry London Derry just before christmas and we did not record the christmas special and we left it for another like two weeks <laughs> Um, but it got there the important thing gorgeous gorgeous girls um the important thing is that it got there eventually on christmas eve at 9 p.m it went like or new year's eve (laughs) yeah so the sex lives of college girls now i have made a sci-fi pat in that i do really want to recommend this show there's no uk release to it yet so i recommend it and it's it does exist unfair somewhere maybe I don't know where I watched it and do do with that information what you will <laughs> but um so yeah so the sex lives of college girls it's a show it's written by Mindy Kaling mm-hmm. who by the way like I wouldn't be super familiar with Mindy Kaling I'm not a big follower of Mindy Kaling I don't know 
a whole lot about her. She's kind of one of those like American comedians who I kind of bunch into like, you know, like there's a few um, female American comedians that I would kind of put in one category that I'm not, re- I don't really follow them. I don't know much about them. Um, so I didn't, I didn't go into this thinking, oh, well, Mindy Kaelin wrote it, so it must be great. But to mm-hmm. be fair, it is very, very good. I would compare it to, I've written in my notes, Sex and City, the college years, I would say. Is, is the vibe kind of like as in definitely not as glamorous as Sex and City and in that way I kind of slightly more like girls but if the characters were likable is what I've written in my notes so. I actually think that's verbatim how you described it to me as well uh-huh. yeah if yeah. the characters and girls were likable uh-huh so um there's four housemates we've got Kimberly, Leighton, Bella and Whitney and they're all freshers they've all well don't really they don't use that term they do freshmen in America I was like they don't use freshers in America yes they do that's literally all they ever say yeah. <laughs> but yeah so some of the the actresses as well um, might be familiar it took me I'm gonna say five episodes I think there's 10 episodes in the first season to recognize that Pauline Chamelet is one of the main characters and yeah that's right Timothy Chamelet's sister oh, no way. literally looks like him with long hair so like up right now look it up and I'll await your reaction because like I'm so silly I was like as soon as I realized I was like like obviously Uh that's his sister like they're it's really obvious oh goodness same haircut (laughs) (laughs) same person I'm I'm not convinced that Timothy Chamelet is not just like (laughs) moonlighting as a female actress but um so yeah Pauline Chamelet and um Renee Rapp who you might not know if um, you're not familiar with musical theatre. Renee Rapp, you would, if you were into musical theatre, you would know her as the original Regina George from Mean Girls on Broadway. So she's a queen. Um, everybody's obsessed with her. She's brilliant in it as well. And you can definitely, I think, if you watch the series, you can totally see how she played Regina George. So she kind of plays like a bit of a mean girl in this as well, but a mean girl with a heart. She plays Leighton in the show so you've got Kimberly Leighton Bella and Whitney so Kimberly is kind of like what do they call it in America like the midwestern like midwestern like kind of yeah not even girl next door like I would say to go so far as to say she's like a bit of a like a geek like as in she got in on a scholarship she's like she's very sheltered she's a boyfriend from back home and it's all very like now she's like a nice girl she's not conservative in that way or anything but like definitely like not a cool girl not a cool character then you've got Leighton who is like the cool girl rich like mean (laughs) um knows to like she moves to college with two friends from home like she's already in like a little clique and all of that and then Bella you've got she was she's from like an Indian family I think she's like second generation or whatever she moves to the college haven't she just had like her glow up like up until that year she had been like nerdy with like braces and frizzy hair or whatever it is you know the stereotypically like nerdy teenager or whatever it is um and I say this as someone who is a former stereotypical <laughs> nerdy teenager so I'm allowed to say it and now she's like on the hunt wants to get a boyfriend wants to be cool like wants to like wants to experience everything and then you've got Whitney whose mother is like a like a senator or like a you know a a politician in America and therefore there's a lot of pressure on her to behave a certain way because 
her mum's so high up and everything that she does reflects on her mother and all of those things but really she's actually quite like you know she's her own person and she doesn't really want to be doesn't want all of her behavior to reflect directly on the way her mother pulls or whatever and it's, it's very good and the thing that they do really well in it as well sorry guys I'm actually recording this from work and the lights have gone off so, right I'm just you know I'm just gonna sit in the dark it's fine um, oh, <laughs> no it's like it's fine there is there is still light but for some reason the lights have gone I can't be bothered to go and I thought you were waving at like a passerby not no the, the lights, lights have, for some reason have gone off, especially in here because this has its own like its own like lighting so, anyway um nobody needs to hear about that what was I saying oh yes the way that the episode is they end the episode kind of on like a cliffhanger each episode every episode something's like revealed at the very end of the episode and then you're like oh do you know kind of in the way that it was done very well with um pretty little liars mm-hmm. but obviously it ended up a bit naff in the end up and apparently pretty little liars did you ever did you watch it a few episodes i think i didn't for those of us who followed it the whole way through and find out who Aya was and then was severely disappointed, apparently what happened was it was supposed to be Aria the whole way through the series and then that was like leaked or figured out by the fans or whatever and they changed it last minute and that's why it was so disappointing but that's totally off paced. <laughs> so basically at the end of each episode they um, something that kind of gets revealed and then you're, you're dying to watch the next episode. So I binged this one as well to be honest. I watched it over the course of like two nights or three nights when I couldn't sleep and the episodes I think are decent enough length um as in maybe 40 minutes and then there's 10 episodes for the season but it's very very good hopefully if it ever comes to the UK we can all watch it um <laughs> or whatever you know I don't know I'm I'm not your boss so. <laughs> so yeah so that's what I have been watching what have you been reading Corey I hadn't been reading I'd been really bad like since we wrapped up season one put the handbrake on hadn't been haven't been reading as much as I should have do you know what happens to me I'll start reading like like you just said about if you start watching something and you don't you're not a fan of it the natural thing is to stop watching it with mm-hmm. a book I'd be like no I'm determined to finish this or like mm-hmm. I've I've read x amount of pages I want to finish it I feel like that too as well yeah once I'm I'm say if I was halfway through a book it's very seldom I'll give up on it yeah and I think that's what happened to me like since we stopped recording in like one or two maybe books actually now that I think about it and what I do is I just don't read anything then because I'm not yeah, enjoying actually you reading it yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. it yeah. just you back and then have like, you got a kindle I do no? yeah and do you use your kindle yeah sometimes yeah I've kind of rediscovered I have a Kindle from 2013 that my brother got was his Kindle paper white from 2013 so it's mm-hmm. a bit of a fossil at this stage and because we'll get to New Year's resolutions but basically off the back of my New Year's resolution I had decided to boot up my Kindle Kindle's great for like mm. as in because Whereas if I were lying in bed and reading a book, now I do prefer paper books. I prefer to have a paper copy. And if I really enjoy something, I will order the hard copy of it after reading it on Kindle. I would be more inclined to swap to a different book on Kindle. So say yeah. like if I'm 50% through it and I'm like, I literally can't do this anymore. I would click out of it and read a new book. Whereas I think when you're reading a hard copy, you're not going to get out of bed, go find a new book. Uh... 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I fully, fully get that. I, I started to try and use my Kindle again more just because it's, I like that having it instantly, like not having to wait for it to arrive. Uh-huh. You do order it online or not have to go get it's laziness, I suppose, is my summary. But anyway, so I've been reading for ages. So got this book for Christmas then because I'd seen, I'd started following this girl online on Instagram. Uh, Millie Gooch is her name. And she is, have you ever heard before? No, I haven't. So she is the like chairwoman, CEO, I don't know what her title is. Um, of the Sober Girl Society, and she has written the Sober Girl Society handbook. Right. And what it is, it's she's like our age. It's just sort of her. I mean, it's I, I don't want to say it's a memoir, but it's her book about her relationship with drinking. Right. And how, like, she's totally seems like normal girl went to uni, all of that. And I just, I was like, oh, I want to read this and see how she's ended up because now obviously she's like teetotal, doesn't drink and she hosts all these like sober events and she's always posting about like just crazy like sober off licenses or like sober cocktail nights or like just that she, like she has a pure community. Uh-huh. Um, So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to get this and read it because I just thought new year, new me. Um. <sighs> sign me up and I actually did really enjoy her book like I mean it's obviously aimed at people who want to stop drinking and it's like a little maybe support or like a wee resource for them I suppose and she has like loads of footnotes at the end with like extra resources or people to contact or blah 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 but I just thought it was really interesting reading like her history and like she recounts like some of her nights out and some of the states she got herself and did into. She, that's what I was going to say. Did she have a drinking problem or so she was it just that she drank, like binge she, drinking or? Yeah. So she, the way she describes it, there were bits at the start where I was like, oh, I should have highlighted this. So she says that she had a drinking problem, mm-hmm. but it was on its way to becoming a much bigger one. Right. Okay. So this sort of almost preventative, like she, she wasn't like in rehab or anything but she recognized that she was drinking too much she sort of breaks it down and it, it is, I'd say it, it would be like a healthy I just read it because I was like curious uh, and she does talk a little bit like it's interesting and um, she speaks about how alcohol is like the only drug that we're not discouraged from like and how it's like presented in society and she mentions you know common things that we watch in pop culture sex in the city being one you know mm-hmm. carrying infamous cosmos and all of this and how drink is so like embedded in pop culture in the western world and like in tv and in what we listen to and everything and she's like that is a problem sort of thing because mm-hmm. and then here's the science behind it here's what happens when you're drinking here's what happened you know just like breaks it down really interestingly and she covers a wide range now I did at the start I was hooked and then at the end she just goes a little bit off topic and like but she there's literally a part where she's like right guys now I'm going to talk about this and if you're not interested in this then just flick to this page sort of thing so like fair enough and then she talks about like her peers and people that she's met since starting this sort of oh we have like 
Um, <laughs> yes, everyone, just so you know, I now have light again. I'm not just like in the dark. eliminated. <laughs> but uh, and she talked about you know like the people she's met. Her, she has friends who have who were like in AA. Just it's just really interesting and unlike anything I've ever read before. And like I think it's I'm just looking up here. Yeah, so she's only founded this in 2018. This Sober Girl Society has its own website, its own events. I feel like it has its own merch, everything. Yeah. And I was like, I just thought it would be a good read for January and really enjoyed it. Would recommend it for what they call the sober curious. Yeah. Um, or, Super curious. I swear that's what wow. they're called. I think um, that's like really interesting, especially with. I think the attitude is this girl American or no? No, she, she oh she's English. English, yeah, yeah. I love her. I assumed English couldn't have been Irish or Welsh or <laughs> English. I um, feel like this. The, I think this is a trend that will catch on. Though, that's like, what I was gonna say. I think there's. In particular, like I think in America, it's much more, which is why I assumed she was American. Um, it's much more, like socially acceptable to say, "No, I'm sober. I I don't drink. I don't. Yeah. You know, and you know, like I'm not a massive drinker. I do drink occasionally. I can't say I'm totally teetotal, but I'm I'm definitely not not a big drinker at all. I think there is a real culture here and like in the UK and Ireland of like why are you pregnant mm-hmm. or <laughs> yeah and she has like... pages and pages of how to address this question when people are asking yeah. you and it's it's like it is like there's a lot of practical advice in there for if I if someone yeah, did yeah. want to stop drinking you know and how to go about it. and she was like how you know how to support people who have made this choice and you know how you can ask people for support she's never looked back by the signs of things and I just think it is really interesting and like I just think the I think these trends maybe take a bit longer to make it to Ireland, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think maybe eventually, you know, like I swear Gen Z are drinking less than millennials. I think actually it's been I read a statistic the other day, but I I don't have I if I get a source I'll put the source in the show notes because I don't have it to hand. But I'm pretty sure people assumed. And I think this was specific to Ireland, um, that the drinking would go up. The statistics for people drinking would go up during lockdown and during COVID and stuff. And apparently it's gone down. So overall, I think there was like the same amount of alcohol bought or something, but actually less consumed or something. There was some statistic about it that basically, you know, our, our drinking as a, as a society is actually on, on the you know, decrease. <laughs> I was like on the <laughs> down low. <laughs> um, but like even we're seeing that with like the likes of um you know Guinness coming out with a, an alternative and mm-hmm. like we've we've had non-alcoholic beer now for a while, but like you're seeing especially I find in the south, not so much here in Northern Ireland, unfortunately at the moment, when I go on holidays, when I go on holidays to the place I'm from every summer, so depressed. <laughs> but like when we go, because at the minute, you know, obviously the past few years, we've just been on holidays to as far like Cork and things like that, rather than rather than going abroad. And I think down south, there, there tends to be in, in most restaurants now a non-alcoholic wine on the menu, which is great. It's great to see. But that, that had been very unusual up until the past few years. And hopefully we'll start seeing a change now in Northern Ireland too. But there's not a whole lot. It's very hard to get non-alcoholic wine when you're mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. and I know people are like oh what's the point but it's like because I don't want to sit with a fizzy drink because I'm not five years old no exactly point. and she's <laughs> like she, she, like she just opens up a lot of, and makes you think about a lot of things that 
I maybe hadn't really thought of it before. I think it was enjoyable, um, interesting insight into how her life has changed since sort of giving up alcohol and what she's founded since then. Like she sounds like she's created a good network and there's a lot of following on there. So um, people, I think people are enjoying it. And yeah, I just think it was a good book and something different. Very good. Well, I was reading, it's actually, I read it a while ago. Now, I've been quite good at my reading. I'm quite proud of myself. Oh. I've been on top of the reading. I normally set myself a goal every year of reading 20 books. I did that no bother, actually, in, in 2021, which normally by the end, it's like I have two or three still to read. And I'm like, oh, no. Whereas mm-hmm. I think because of this podcast, actually, I've been doing better. Yeah. So I read 20, no problem, last year. So this year I set 24. So that's two a month. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but if anyone wants to actually join along on Goodreads or anything, um do join in you can add me as a friend Corey should get a good reads and then you can follow both of us um and then you'll be able to keep track but certainly anything I recommend on the podcast I'll have reviewed as well not reviewed just rated I can't be bothered to write a review like I don't I don't have that kind of free time so yeah so I was reading I read it a while ago it's called the seven deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle have you heard of it no quite popular it's making me think of the seven Seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo I know and it's funny no and it's funny because I think in one of the countries I think in America they changed it from the seven deaths to the seven and a half deaths to differentiate it a little bit better than what it what it actually yeah because it sounds so similar so yeah so I'm gonna just I actually took the blurb from online so I'm gonna read it out because I can't even explain it um I feel like that this just reminds me have you seen the because I know you're not on TikTok but have you seen the video of Tom Holland where he's like he was in Billy Elliot and they're like, so they're like, are you finding it hard to do the Geordie accent? And he's like, no, like we've got the hang of it, but you have to like sing in a Geordie accent and act in a Geordie accent. Blah, blah. And she's like, oh, let us, let us hear you. And he's only really little. Like he was like playing Billy Elliot. So he's like maybe nine or 10 or something. And he's like, I can't really explain it. Oh. <laughs> and now anytime I look it up, it's so funny. There's also a video of Zendaya making fun of him doing it. I'll, actually, I'll send them to you after. But um, there. So now anytime I say I can't really explain it, I hear Tom Holland singing it in a Jordy accent. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, yeah. So basically, the premise is that. Well, I'll read it out. But think. If you like whodunit, murder mystery type vibe, which you know I have a very conflicting relationship with that genre. Uh Um, But if you like that genre and also if you can get on board with a little bit of sci-fi and sometimes people can't. So I get that. So you have to be able to give your imagination a holiday a wee bit because there's a wee bit of that kind of like, you know, which you'll hear once I read out the blurb and now I'm going to stop talking and get on with it the quote from the book is somebody's going to be murdered at the ball tonight it won't appear to be a murder and so the murderer won't be caught rectify that injustice and i'll show you the way out is the quote um it is meant to be a celebration but it ends in tragedy as fireworks explode overhead evelyn hardcastle the young and beautiful daughter of the house is killed but evelyn will not die just once until Aidan, one of the guests summoned Blackheath for the party, can solve her murder, the day will repeat itself over and over again, every time ending with the fateful pistol shot. The only way to break this cycle is to identify the killer, but each time the day begins again, Aidan wakes in the body of a different guest, and someone is determined to prevent him ever escaping Blackheath. 
So basically, Ooh. yeah, it's really interesting. So basically our protagonist, we first meet him and he's in the body of one of the characters attending the party. Um, I think it's a doctor is the first one that he's in. So it's a doctor that attends the party. And then he wakes up the next day and he's like this rich lord that attended the party. And then the next day he's like a servant that works at the party. And then so and he's seeing it from it's like Cluedo. So he's seeing it from all these Sounds different like perspectives. Cluedo, yeah. It's it's very, very good. Um very as I said, you need to kind of let it go on the sci-fi side of things because it does, especially at the end, it gets a little weird. But it it is a very I really quite enjoy it. It's probably the best murder mystery I've read mm-hmm. because a lot of the time I don't like them. So um or that if not even don't like them, but don't care a huge deal about them. Whereas this I really, really enjoyed. And I actually read it off the back of one of my colleagues recommended it to me. Shout out to Ben. Um, and, who doesn't listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Everyone we shout out doesn't listen to the podcast. I know it's such a shame. <laughs> we should Wasted. get a list of the ten people that do and shout them out instead. Mm-hmm. Um but and like I kept texting him being like oh my god what about this and oh my god and he's like oh yeah I hated that bit or oh I remember that or whatever and um, oh, so it's very very good it is good yeah that's what what I was reading um and that's pretty much it that's I can't really say, I can't explain it any better than than blurb that I've just read out and as I said it's just that kind of like more like I probably had the nail in the head saying it's like Cluedo it's that kind of thing of you've got a cast of characters and they're all trying to figure out who done it kind of thing and it, it's very it's very good and it's long it's a lengthy read I actually listened to it I audible that one so um and I think probably you would benefit from that because I think when I listened to it um as an audiobook the narrator changed the voice depending on the Ooh, character I like that which too. makes it a bit it makes it a bit easier to follow I think otherwise it'd be you, you might get a little bit lost so yeah that is that so what have you been listening to this week Corey so I was listening to I well I first saw this on someone's Instagram story um Trisha Lewis of Trisha's Transformation had posted that she was listening to this and I swear I saw it somewhere else as well and then that was me I was like right I'm going here so it's by Harsh Realities Harsh Reality sorry and it's called The Story of Miriam Rivera mm-hmm and it's I think it's six episodes long I think there actually are like nine episodes of it now but I only listened to the first six I think the last three are sort of like the aftermath wow like I was addicted to this um so it follows the story of a reality show that Sky produced back in 20 no 2003 I think mm-hmm. let me just fact check this really quickly sorry 2004 so around the same time we were watching Harry Potter this reality show was on and it's about a group of lads who were shipped off to Ibiza I think, or somewhere I think I know you're t- tell me anyway dating show yes to try and win the love of Miriam yes who was trans trans yes i know i did see this before i've seen this before um i've seen the clip i think it was on tiktok or something i don't know i've seen the clip of it of the show i don't know anything else really about it i just remember because i remember the reactions on the show if i'm right if i'm remembering this correctly are 
would not have been accepted in 2022. I can't believe this happened in our lifetime. Like I right, actually okay. can't. Sorry, tell me more. I'm very interested. So, oh, so good. So basically this podcast just summarizes what happened on the show um, from the get-go, you know, the motive be- behind the produ- producers at Sky, what they were signed up to, obviously withholding that information from the contestants, putting them on a show. It's like, it reminds me of, you know, when we talk about reality shows and these days and the stars of the show come off and they say oh well the producers make you do this and the producers make you do that and the producers have such a hold of it there's it's not real blah 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 so you see um people so obviously the big secret is that Miriam is trans and this is the whole premise of the show they're gonna pair her up with someone and then reveal to them that she's trans and then offer them this holiday and ten thousand pound and blah 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 I don't know how many guys are in it. I can't remember. But a few guys start to suspect. And of course, naturally, they're the ones who are eliminated. They're the ones who she chooses to dump from the island or the villa or whatever. Um, And then it goes on down to the last two, the big reveal, and then the aftermath of that. So what happened to Miriam since then? How that went down? What the cast of the show decided to do after the show how it was all handled it actually offers an interview with I think it's one of the producers one of the guys behind the show as well who's being interviewed knowing everything that's happened I don't want to say too much you know any regrets anything you would change anything blah 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 like no 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 regrets it it was different back then it's different now and that was as much as he sort of said mm. but I just think it was it was really good podcast and it's I love the narrator I think it was really good like storytelling so it's narrated by Trace Lissette and I think it's it's really well produced it's easy to listen to it's digestible and I don't want to I don't want to give away anything else but that is I mean that's I've probably already said that's, too much but yeah, yeah. They, they give that away maybe in the first no I would definitely listen to that that sounds very interesting because I remember so seeing that I remember seeing the clip and being like oh wow like that's like the clip that I saw of it I remember it really stuck with me because obviously like when you're watching TikToks you could be watching you know, you're watching an embarrassing mind every day <laughs> like you might not say but I remember that and I was like oh wow that's like messed up but I didn't and it has it. some of the guys on it as well um speaking about you know their experience and then it has a, a few different sources um but just in in saying like I was like oh my goodness I can't believe this it was actually a tv show it's mad um, um so would recommend very good well i have this is totally something totally different um it's actually a new podcast it's only just kind of started i think they maybe released their i think they released their first episode just before new year so like the end of 2021 and it's called should i delete that and it's hosted by alex light and m clarkson who both have a big big following now on i follow them both on instagram Mm -hmm. they're both very anti-diet culture just generally very like outspoken about like issues facing women i suppose in in 2022 slash in 
you know, for the last forever. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I followed them anyway, and I find them quite interesting and entertaining on there. And then they were really pushing their new podcast and stuff. And I was like, right, sure, I'll give it a listen. And you know, I'm terrible because I was going to it with the mindset of like, oh, but like, it's just two best friends talking to each other. Like, who wants to listen to that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> lol um and then I was like but then to be fair when I started listening to it, I was like oh to be fair if this is what people get from our podcast I'm happy enough like it it, it is very entertaining so basically they started the first episode they did was um countdown through the year so they went through all the kind of news stories that had happened just because they were like look this isn't our proper show our real show is going to have like guests and we're going to talk about topics and blah blah but they were like we just kind of want to break ourselves in here and just kind of talk about like the you know what's happened this year and and discuss that and whatever um and it's funny because they learned the same lesson we did in that like they record the first podcast and then it like cuts and then they're like yeah um this is supposed to be an hour long we've been here for three hours recording (laughs) (laughs) so like it's that thing of like yeah it takes it takes practice to get it down to like that you know a consumable amount of time so yeah they did a countdown through the year for their first ever episode then they had Jacqueline Hurst on in their second episode and she is a therapist and she was just kind of generally talking about it's quite good for like I think, and they said it as well in the podcast this time of year, I think a lot of people feel quite anxious and feel a lot of anxiety around um, just kind of like the new year and like not wanting to bring old baggage in with them or maybe feeling pressure to change or feeling pressure to do certain things or whatever this year. So um, she kind of talks through that. And one of the things she said, and I also think I heard it somewhere else, where did I, how to fail. Um, they interviewed Brené Brown. Mm-hmm. um in the last episode and Brené Brown's like a brilliant speaker but I think Jacqueline Hurst I think she refers to Brené Brown when she says it but it's I think it's that thing of like when somebody says something to you they're only saying something to you so like if you actually think about the words like if you think about what's actually happening you might be feeling upset or feeling angry or feeling whatever but that person isn't doing that to you they're just talking they're not yeah. actually they're Your not giving you anger facts. yes yeah. exactly um, so she talks about that it was really really interesting as well so that was the second episode and then the third episode I just listened to this week um, and it's got you might know because I knew you're mad into your reality shows whereas I, I don't really know who this girl is anyway mm-hmm. Holly Hagen from Geordie Shore former Geordie Shore yeah. cast member okay. um, so she was being interviewed about kind of about like uh, her relationship with these like weight loss products and promoting them yeah. on Instagram and with her own body image and all of that I think she had quite a lot of kickback from people and but she also was talking about how like from when she when she started Geordie Shore she was 18 she was one of the youngest ones and, I yeah and was already being called like a fat slot and being called like awful mm-hmm. awful things and she was only 18 and she was like and the worst part is it was adult like proper adults saying this like yeah. people in their 40s 50s felt the need to make put me down as an 18 year old um and then they were kind of saying you know like when did you first start feeling you know that your body was in any way different from anyone else's she was like oh I was probably about 11 and one of my friends in school said you know she was wearing a skirt that was a different size or whatever and her friend was like oh yeah and it's just so sad to think and it was actually really interesting I don't know much about Holly Hagen I don't know I know (laughs) I know what Geordie Shore used to be like back in the day (laughs) and I know probably there were you know she was probably a rowdy or whatever during the show but so I don't know much about her and I I assume people probably would come to an interview about her with um preconceptions even for me who had never watched the show I was like oh she's from Geordie Shore like what has she got to say she's very well spoken she really does make her point very well um and it was a really really interesting podcast so 
and um, that's what I've been listening to it's called should I delete that and it's it's very so we're three episodes in I enjoyed every episode and they're quite long I think they're like over mm. an hour for each episode and I wasn't like bored or anything and um, they're like entertaining very good the girls have a good dynamic I think the presenters with each other um so I really really recommend it it's very good sounds good but then off the back of that our throwback for this week themed around should I delete that (laughs) um we're just kind of thinking about things that like we've posted before online and keep in mind like we I think we were quite lucky and I've written this in my notes I think we were lucky that we weren't like online the online era where you're online all the time has only really been probably since we finished uni or during while we were in uni Mm. it's not it wasn't while we were in school because you didn't have like you didn't have Facebook and all like just maybe you did a little bit but not not to the same extent it's like an hour after school yes exactly like on your phone maybe you like you would log out of things yeah like, like you could log out of things yeah so I wrote down should I delete that in my notes and then I wrote down everything I put online pre-2017 2017 <laughs> that's not that long ago Rachel. do you know why it's because I was what was I was I listening to something or was I it was either on a podcast or I read it somewhere that you your brain doesn't fully develop fully fully develop I think I read it um until you're 25 so you're like emotional your ability to like process your own emotions and things like that isn't fully developed until you're 25 so that's why I wrote 2017 because I feel like particularly for me like I was I think when you're a teenager you're just a big sack of emotions anyway but also I think for some people I the cool kids they could like contain those emotions pretty well within their skin sack (laughs) Um, whereas for me I was like the kind of like teenager who was like like was like we emo kid but I was not a successful emo kid like because I'm definitely not like do you know what I mean like I was I wasn't like a, I wasn't cool um and then I was also like into poetry <laughs> and I therefore cool. no but therefore the worst thing for me to be given at that age was an outlet on which I could put my emotions out into the world <laughs> like could we not do that <laughs> So yeah, definitely posted a lot of stuff that was like, and I can't even, because like I've deleted my Facebook, I don't have Facebook, Bebo obviously, RIP, I don't have Twitter anymore, my Twitter's gone, as in I have it, I have an account to basically to assist with the account that we have for the podcast, I don't really have, I'm not active on it, the only thing I'm really active on really is Instagram probably, and a bit of TikTok, and that's it. So yeah, what about you, any, any, uh... See, I can't let go of Facebook like I do still have Facebook and uh-huh. do that terrible thing where they give you your memories they notify you of your memories so it'll be like uh-huh. um 12 years ago you have a memory with oh, no. such an a person and then you'll click into it and uh, normally like it's like my close friends and people I'm still friends with and I'll be like yeah, oh, yeah. Like, a throwback to like a holiday or like a fun memory or like what you'll click in it's a photo and it's okay it's dodgy outfit or bad hair or whatever you get over it uh-huh. I'm all right with the photos I can deal with that it's the comments then it's like and I this is I the embarrassing ones up until like left secondary school anyway for sure like Definitely. I've loads I must have just went through a phase of like 
posting on people's walls and commenting. So yeah, I don't see. I don't see what I've written. I can only yeah. see what they wrote to me, and then what we proceeded to comment on underneath it. And I'm just like, some of them I just delete them right away because I'm cringing too much. Do you know um, what's what's awful. giving me the ick as well? And I wrote, I was writing my notes about this. The fact that we, the fact that we used to go to each other's Bebo profiles, and publicly give love hearts to each other like as in like I remember being like I was in a lot of situationships when I was younger um due to the fact that no boy ever wanted to be my boyfriend he just wanted to kind of my head for either months or years like no but the thing is they would always be there to like flirt or you know like there would have been there were but it was it was never a bloody relationship and that's all I ever wanted Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's all I just wanted somebody to be my boyfriend so badly but I mean also like I would have and I could name names and I'm not going to name names but definitely with boys especially it's different if you're giving them to your friends like that's fine I would still I would happily put a love heart on your people page no problem Corey oh no I would actually couldn't think of anything worse than like right being told now who I shared the love with right but like exactly if I could have a list of who I was sharing (laughs) I burn it I burn it like no I hate it like as in <laughs> like there was definitely there's one guy in particular that I know I used to use all my credit to log in <laughs> to people to, but now to be fair this was very very seldom unrequited they usually gave them back so it was that thing of like oh just dropping off my loves for the day and then they'd be so... dropping their loves back and like obviously a lot of the boys that I fancy did not go to school with me and then I'd be like, oh, all the girls in my school, they're not made up, they're real, look at them. <laughs> not that anyone, because interesting thing, if anyone, and I know we do have a couple of teenage listeners, because a few of them are my sisters, if I can tell you anything about being like an adolescent, is that nobody at school cared that they were posting love hearts on my page, because they only cared about who was posting love hearts on their page. Nobody cares about anybody else's. You're so self so And I mean, people in general, humans naturally tend to be like, we have that whole spotlight syndrome thing or whatever, but particularly when you're a teenager, like, nobody cares. Nobody cares at all. But yeah, one that sprung to mind when we were talking about this topic, and this is, it is pre-2017, but it's post-secondary school, so I should have known bloody better. Was I involved? Yes. No, as in like we lived together at the time. Do you right. remember this, right? 20, the seat set scene. I think you were there that night. I'm pretty sure you were there. Oh, no. 2012. Oh, no. Hatfield. Do you I remember this? I was there. Hatfield, Hatfield is a pub in Belfast for cold cheese, by the way, for context for people. <laughs> um, think of Weatherspoons, but cold I don't um, think I was there. And I, I was with one of our friends who I'll tell you not on this podcast we <laughs> were with there was like friends of friends and friends of friends and do you remember that one guy and I'll not say it on the podcast but there was a guy that was a friend of a friend who made a viral video about their landlord yes right so that whole that whole gang right right they were all there it was a whole gang and I kissed a boy in the bar and I keep in mind listeners that I had come from the situation the situation shifts of Monaghan <laughs> and like was I this was first year like, first year yeah so I, I was still like there. I was still wet behind the ears like I was still I was huh. still I was new I was fresh so I kissed this boy in, in the nightclub or whatever and like keep in mind 
everybody else is drunk nobody else cares about the kisses I care about the kisses I'm all do you know what I mean I'm like oh sweet the boy likes me great so I go home and I can't remember what I posted on Twitter but I posted something about kissing a boy in the bar <gasps> because I I swear to God Corey like what is wrong with me I know and I'm sharing this story on the podcast because I'm just desperate for listeners now I've gone on from the boyfriends I have a husband <laughs> but um and I posted something I posted something embarrassing I was just basically saying about my night I used to use Twitter basically like a diary I used to just post yeah, my stream of consciousness I remember this. yeah yeah so I posted a lot on Twitter and to be fair 95% of it was bloody hilarious <laughs> if I do this on myself um mm. but the other 5% was cringe like as in like why did you post that right absolute idiot and this was one of those what did you say I can't remember what I posted (laughs) but it was like I mean stop and do you remember so the friend like who I think you would know who I'm talking about in this I'm a bit lost now off the track right um I'm gonna say it and then I'm gonna edit it out after absolutely tore into me she was like oh my god I can't believe you posted that like I'm absolutely scundered for you oh no (laughs) and then told everyone in the apartment like everyone knew and I was like oh my god why and I keep in mind I posted at like two o'clock in the morning or something ridiculous and then took it down pretty instantly the next day after I got the piss taken out of me but it was too late the damage was done (laughs) And this is why. Did she I... tell him that you posted it? She probably did. Oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. It's really bad. But yeah, I just thought I was like, I feel like other people, other people are going to have definitely. That, I mean, I've they'll... drunk messaged people before and uh-huh. had to unsend the message. Then can't look at myself. Um, yeah, it's a normal thing it's normal to embarrass yourself online yeah don't worry um so um that's I would say that's probably I think that's probably I would say it was that level of cringe I've never done anything truly very very regrettable I don't think unlike some people that we know who outed their entire affair online but that's that's a story for another day can you remember we'll talk about it offline so (laughs) (laughs) it was (laughs) so yeah <laughs> um so yeah so moving on swiftly from our throwback of the week and i hope everyone um i just hope that we continue to have no listeners so that, that nobody, <laughs> nobody heard it so it didn't happen um so our resolutions is our um topic of the week so our new year's resolutions how are you getting on? i don't know what yours are or what yours is are is Mm, I don't know if I would call them resolutions I feel like they're just more like goals for the year and I think that's my problem and that's probably like I think I have I just think about them as like do like just it's too broad basically Mm -hmm. you know these people here are like super organized and have like actionable resolutions Mm -hmm. whereas mine's are like what what's that called you know in work with the goals what are they called smart it's like smart goals no no I don't have that on work it's like so hold on let me let me just because I know exactly what you're talking about it's that so smart goals are specific measurable oh. attainable yes. relevant and time-based yeah <laughs> so. my, mine's are like mine's are just like I want to um 
watch more movies. I want to learn piano. I want to, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like resolution. I, nah, I'm not really committed. I feel like I'm one of these people as well who I know a lot of people love doing resolutions and very good at setting goals and action them and all of the rest manifesting and all of that I feel like I'm like the opposite end of the scale as in like I feel like I can, I would never be like right here we are January these are my resolutions I'm telling you I'm telling the world and I'm like that's just not how I work I know people like putting it out there into the world and then it comes back to them or whatever uh-huh I that's like what I was I... gonna say I do think with goals and I was like the last for see people who were what were people really into what you call it, the secret so it's mm. called the secret mm. um and that thing of manifestation so you're like oh I put it out in the world and then it's gonna mm. come back to me and blah blah and I was like mm, mm, is it though but then I'm not going to tell you that I've converted to the secret, by the way, but um, I did start probably about four years ago. At the start of the year, I write down the goals I want to achieve. Now, I do keep them realistic. I'm not going to be like, mm. oh, by the end of the year, I want to be a millionaire. I would say mm. something like, like, for example, last year, I wrote down, <laughs> last year, the year before last, I wrote down, I'd like to get married at some point. <laughs> in the year and I and I got married like because obviously we had intended on getting married and then with COVID and all of that but anyway we got there but and then like last year I'd put down or not even it would have been the year before as well because it's 2020 um that I would like career-wise I would like to align my goals or my values with the company values and the company I was working with at that time did not align with my values at all uh, at all Um, understatement uh, hashtag trauma um but, <laughs> but the uh the company I now work for really does and like I got that job in 2020 I'd written down that goal that I wanted to work I wanted my company my goals or my values sorry and the company's values to align and then I got a job at a company where they now and that was that's attainable do you know what I mean like as in if you write it down you really push for it and I know it's hard like but and I'm not I'm not going to molly me everyone <laughs> Oh, 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 did you just go there? But what I'm saying is, if you write down your goals and like, and like at the end of the day, if you don't get some of the things are out of your control. Like if you say, yeah. oh, at some point this year, I would love to get a pay rise, for example. Sometimes that is out of your control. You might get a pay cut if your company's not doing well. And that's that's no reflection on you. That's just the way it is. But, you know, you can always write it down and, and just hope that, you know, put out and that positive like energy. you're one of... Uh having a company that aligns with your values mm-hmm. writing it down is one step but mm-hmm. your your the job isn't just going to come knocking no on your you need door. to but that's what you're I'm being saying. proactive like, yeah, yeah yeah and that but that means that like if you get offered a job in you're in a current job and you don't enjoy it and then you get offered a job at another company where you don't feel like it aligns with your values but they're giving you more money or something you're like mm-hmm. oh but I'd like more money but then it's like oh but you wrote down your goal is going to be that you want to align yeah. your values so you'll focus on that do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I know that that's the situation I was in. I was kind of, I was just done it with all these jobs. Like, can't a woman walk down the street without getting a job <laughs> offer? Uh, no, as in, <laughs> I had had, um, I was, when I applied for the job I'm currently in, I had had another um, mm-hmm. similar, another job line up at the same time, but it didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't what, and I don't even mean financially. I mean, with the things that I had wanted in life, it didn't line culturally. up. Culturally. Culturally. 
Um, and now here we are. Like I'm that smug bitch who like loves her job. I'm like I just love my job. I love the company I work for. Like blah blah blah. <laughs> so tell me, what are yours then? I don't know. I'm on the fence about resolutions. So I would say so. I have goals this year as well. Um, which as I said are just kind of like relatively achievable, like realistically mm-hmm. achievable, all going well things that I would like to achieve this year and I've been doing that for four years and I really do think it helps and I, I think, think maybe I'll come to it in like February I think January is like tough I'm like yeah I'll, yeah no I'll that's fine normally the last last couple of years because I got a mid-year diary in the mm-hmm. middle of the pandemic um because of just because like I mean what was the point in having a diary from January that year when nothing happened so I got a diary in August or whatever and replaced my diary so I set my goals for 2020 slash 2021 in yeah. the August of, do you know I don't think January doesn't mean anything like you can just do it whenever mm. but yeah so that was my so my goals are, are already set but then my new year's resolutions new year's resolutions anyone is to cut down on my screen time and I'm doing okay I did really well the first time was easy because it was cold turkey so I turned it off turned my mm. phone off didn't look at it completely like removed myself from my phone which was great and I got really good headspace but equally it wasn't fair on anyone because like I mean I had friends that were worried I, you were worried about people worry, people worry about you if they can't see you and can't hear you and can't text you and that's fair enough and like also if there was an emergency or anything because the first thing I thought when Connor Connor's like oh Corey's just messaged me I was like oh my god is something wrong like I thought oh my god that was wrong. my thought when I was like messaging your phone <sighs> being like no reply yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so it just doesn't work like you need to you need to allow your loved ones access to you it's not fair <laughs> like you I can thought obviously... about that like getting an old Nokia or something <laughs> this is the thing so what I'm doing is um I'm trying to do business hours at my phone so from 7am to 6pm my phone's on and you can access me and after those hours it should really be switched off but the problem is that like if I'm going somewhere I'm not going to switch it off because that doesn't make sense so if I'm out for the evening I'm going to have it on but then I have the what do you call the time out thing the time not time downtime on my okay. phone um I can hear myself getting older every every year <laughs> what do you call it the thing um, <laughs> um but the problem with downtime and it, someone might kindly write in and tell me how to fix this you can hit ignore limit and it just lets you keep going and I want it to be not yeah I, I need I, I don't have the self-control for that so like if mm. I want to sit and watch TikTok I could, could in theory do it also yeah. TikTok's melting my brain that's the other topic I wrote down in my notes in in <laughs> relation to the I I think I do think TikTok is not helping at all and like people can email me and let me know what you think or tweet us at mm. Pod. but basically I think because it's so quick and you're constantly and it's constant scrolling and there's constant like comments and there's I think there's so much going on in that app that it's like it's just not how I think it's that you know that instant gratification thing yeah like as in you can literally switch it on you can watch a, 10 videos in a minute or whatever no, no, so 10 minutes and two or 10 videos in two minutes um and also you can click the comments and the comments always have like say if you were watching a video you're like I love that blue dress you can click on the comments somebody's gone oh where's your blue dress from like there's loads of comments yeah. about each video so you're and you're constantly so there's like no waiting there's no like you know like with a tv series you have to wait for the next episode or anything. there's none of that and it's just I think think it's not it's not and I'm not starting a war against TikTok it's not that I actually find it very entertaining but I don't think it's it's helpful for our brains unfortunately because I love it but I, I I do think I'm like borderline addicted to TikTok so I yeah and uh, so I've 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 capped it at an hour and it pops up after an hour saying you've you've watched TikToks for an hour today so you can't watch anymore now I can still ignore limit that's my problem 
but I'm really trying not to. I'm like, Rachel, you've just is it app your specific? Brain. So it'll tell you you spent an hour on TikTok or you spent an hour on social media. So you can cap you can cap certain apps up to an hour. So regardless, so say if I if I go on Instagram for an hour for between 9am and 10am after 10am I'm not supposed it'll black out I'm not supposed to access mm-hmm. it at all the rest of the apps go off at 6pm so anything that's right. not so I only have it on Instagram and TikTok and then everything else shuts down at 6pm but yeah so that's what I'm doing I'm limiting screen time and if anybody else is doing that please let me know any helpful hints and tips because it's just I think I think sometimes my phone can be a real drain unfortunately I think they're a great thing like it's handy to have your phone and everything but I do think they're I think I'm wasting a lot of my I waste a lot of time on it I think I waste hours of my life that I could be doing something more productive no I think you know I'm definitely the same I, I hope everyone's the same or else I've got a real problem but yeah so that's sorry that's a bit of a diner but that was my that's my resolution um and hopefully if you let let us know yours tweet us in so it's as I said it's on twitter at who you love and pod and we'll also put the email which I believe is who you love and podcast at outlook.com isn't it mm-hmm. um we'll pop that in the show notes anyway so you can also email us if twitter's not your thing uh the reason we're not in any other form of social media is because um can't be bothered so <laughs> no it's because we don't want to spam everyone I feel like I feel like twitter's great for like if you want to follow us you can follow us if you don't want to follow us that's fine but we're not going to like spam you on every bloody platform there is available so if you want to listen to us great if you don't want to listen to us that's fine too but yeah so what are you looking forward to for next week Corey? so next week i'm going to be reviewing uh luster which is a book by raven lilia no raven lilani just finished today Feel like i need a week to like compose my thoughts. process mm. well that's interesting because it's actually on kindle i think at the minute on offer so just actually this would be good for hopefully it's still an offer when we we're recording at the moment but we'll obviously have the podcast out next week um but hopefully if it's still an offer you should maybe go and download it in advance of the podcast mm-hmm. we can have a book club it's short as well oh is it mm-hmm. um like very good but i'm really looking forward to re- reviewing it, it was, it was what's it give us a quick like one sentence like what's it about so set in america set in new york um young black girl gets involved with an older white couple very good kind of like um uh such a fun age no i can see where that's coming from yeah okay (laughs) yeah maybe very good well i am looking forward to reviewing next week i've just actually started i haven't finished the series yet i watched it last night i think it's a three-part like limited series on bbc iplayer four lives have you watched it have you heard of it um so it is a it's based on um a real story i'm just going to get my facts straight here before i start talking about it um it's based on true story um of four young gay men who lost their lives to um a guy called Stephen Port who I swear who my mom was them. watching this. Right. It's Sheridan Smith's in it. I'll yes. watch anything with Sheridan Smith. Sheridan Smith could do like a butter commercial and I would watch it over and over again. I just think she's great. <laughs> yeah, I watched like an episode and a half, so I'm like halfway through it uh last night and I was really like it was very, very interesting and very like disturbing but like probably in a way that it, it ought to be given the the topic and given the fact that it was based on a true story um so yeah so i will be reviewing that next week hopefully when we reconvene 
that's pretty much everything from us and kindly my sister reminded me spotify you can now rate on spotify i don't think you could before for podcasts so it would be very very kind of everyone if our 10 listeners we're going to shout them out now um (laughs) (laughs) if um if everyone could give us a wee rating because i think that does help for other people to find us as well so the algorithm isn't it the algorithm because they're not they don't find us right now we're we're down the bottom of the list (laughs) um (laughs) but yeah if you want to give us a wee rating on spotify that would be much appreciated or wherever you listen to your podcast because i'm pretty sure you can do it unlike anywhere else like Gearcast or itunes or all of that stuff so that's pretty much all from us and we'll talk to you soon